Hey, this is your boy Josh, a.k.a. Big Daddy. Coming at you with a fresh new podcast. This podcast today is going to be called Becky with the Big Theories. Um, this is going to be episode one. This is a concept that Becky and I have talked about in the past and something that we've wanted to give a try. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a conspiracy theory or any theory that is out there and do some research, break it down, um, you know, just really debate whether or not we think it's a real thing or if it's just a complete conspiracy. Try to give our take on it, but um, be as objective as possible at times, but probably really subjective at other times. Um, so today's episode is titled Avril Lavigne is Dead. If you're not really familiar with the conspiracy that surrounds Avril Lavigne, um, then you've come to the right place because episode one is going to go into detail about uh, a really interesting thought about Avril Lavigne or a really interesting thing that may have happened to her. So uh, tune in, enjoy. This is titled Becky with the Big Theories, episode one, Avril is Dead. So uh, I'm here with my co-host, Becky, uh, and the first thing that I want Becky to tell me about is um, who is Avril Lavigne? Um, just give me a quick background at like why you know who she is or why she's famous and whatnot so that I'm just clear and, and know who we're talking about. You know who we're talking about. You know who we're talking about. It's Avril Lavigne. Why'd you have to go make things so complicated? We know who she is. The 2000s number one it Canadian queen who brought back tomboy punk rock of that era and is continuing to bring it back at this time. So to introduce the theory, simply put, is that in 2003 it's been said that Avril passed away either allegedly um, with a suicide and was replaced by a woman named Melissa. Melissa was a former body double for Avril. Some theories say she was an industry replacement or even a clone. So that's kind of an overview, and I'll go into the first theory, which is the cloning theory. So I just want to, I also just want to make it clear that this is a theory that you've held for probably what, like two, three years now. I mean, it's been out there on the internet for a while. I don't have a, a time capture right. of it but so we're about to explore it so before we explore this topic where do you stand on this conspiracy at the beginning of this topic i think we should wait till the end i think so too okay all right so the first theory is cloning the clone theory gets thrown around a lot and most people think that it's kind of ridiculous however cloning technology has been around for more than 30 years the first clone was dolly the sheep and it was the world's first successful perfect clone taken from just one single cell. She was born in 1995 and was introduced to the world in 1997, just through a whirlwind of media. And after that, cloning was pretty mainstream and normalized within the news. The public seemed to then get skeptical of the idea of cloning for ethical reasons. If you could clone a sheep or resurrect an extinct animal, that would mean you could clone a human. And if you could clone a human, that's where the unethical ramifications rapidly expand. Think sex trafficking, slavery, organ harvesting, for, for example. 
So does that mean it stopped? Of course not. The government continued to fund private ventures who were interested in the execution of this, and that way they had access to technology that's at least a decade advanced of what the public has access to. So, do I think that post-2003 version of Avril is a clone? No. Honestly, that's the worst of the theories, but it's good to address because it's normally just immediately kind of thrown out the window, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. The second theory is the body double industry replacement. Avril's debut album, Let Go, debuted in 2002 at number two on the Billboard charts. That launched her into the public eye as a massive celebrity nearly overnight. The theory is that in 2003, Avril was extremely depressed and unhappy with the new pressure and intrusion that fame brings. She was only 18 years old, playing shows around the world to thousands of fans and being hounded by the paparazzi. Then, while trying to navigate all this pressure, her grandfather, who she was extremely close to, passes away. Close to her grandfather's passing, she was ambushed by a large group of paparazzi. This was in a very cramped underground subway tunnel, and they basically refused to let her pass. Her guitarist, Evan, helped to get her out, but apparently this was psychologically scarring to her. And how could it not be? All of this was happening while she was trying to record her second album, which she wrote as well. I can't even imagine just moving around, just trying to avoid other humans. Like, you're that well-known that you're just... And she's not even, like, superstar, but, like, that's crazy. Yeah, it was It was at the time where the paparazzi was this new hot thing. Like, Paris Hilton was, you know, out there and rolling the paparazzi, and they were just kind of booming at that time. So it was kind of the wrong the absolute worst timing for her right so yeah meanwhile her label executives pushed to replicate her first album success while i was looking into this all i could think about was the correlation with machine gun kelly his dad dies pressures looming becomes suicidal his the suits pushing him for a follow-up album nearly identical to tickets to my downfall even though slim and him were working on a rap album. That was their original idea, post Tickets to My Downfall. But his label was pushing him so hard to do basically the exact same thing, which turned into mainstream sell. I just thought that was interesting that you catch this media wave, this huge success, and then you're just pigeonholed and forced into this, this narrative and how like mentally damaging that can be. Yeah. So... It's, it's pretty valid. Sure. So back to Avril. In this case, they were trying to force her to let other people write her album for her. And just to note, she wrote and recorded her first album herself. It was during this time that claims were made that Avril either took her own life or was forcibly replaced. That would allow the record company more control over this new multi-million dollar asset. So some discrepancies between the old and the new Avril. First, the 2003 punk tomboy aesthetic versus the new look that she has, this cliche Hollywood look with long blonde locks and perfect makeup. If you look at her early you know, album cover, early performances, things like that, she always did her own makeup. Her hair was always kind of dark with highlights and she had like smudgy eyeliner 
And now she just is perfect, perfect teeth. But do you view that as like, <clears throat> that was her style, but like now that you have money and you can pay a stylist and you can have yourself become perfect, that's what so many celebrities do. I think if we were to like discredit that in any way, it's more because that's what the label wants her to be. Yeah, sure. So like, hey, we can do this, that, and the next thing. And, you know, she was only 18 when her first album came out. So she was probably really insecure. And if she has all these people telling her she needs to look a certain way, yeah, she would probably do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, think about yourself at 18. Yeah. So the next thing, this one in particular was the nail in the coffin for me. Her ears are different now than they were then. <laughs> and if you don't know that much about ears, they are as nearly unique as fingerprints to individuals. The CIA field assets can even use pictures of ears to confirm kills on high value targets. Her ears are smoother in older pictures and her new ears are kind of wavy and they have little indents on the outside. So I find that to be really weird. So back to the story. The label helped find and hire a look-alike, which is actually pretty common in the entertainment industry. They're used to help to decoy paparazzi, things like that. <laughs> this look-alike's name was Melissa Vandella. After Avril's supposed death, the label used her as a replacement. Since she had kind of been around being a decoy for the paparazzi, things like that, the team was already pretty familiar with her. She already, you know, she wasn't new to this kind of acting role right you know and it it would be pretty tempting for somebody like that to be like yeah i'll be the new avril you know there's even a picture on the internet of the new avril with the name melissa written on her hand it has complete freemason vibes people online have used this as a confirmation that it's kind of like melissa trying to let people know that it's her even though it's avril you know that's kind of a reach but i just find that fact kind of interesting because like what's the point of that if it is really avril like what's the point of you having this photo of you on the internet with the word melissa on your hand yeah it's, it's odd yeah that's really odd but how do you know it's not like photoshopped on there it's a good it's call so i haven't hard looked into to it know. That. yeah like if it was on their instagram or something i'd be like okay I believe it. Maybe. I think it was like a magazine photo or something. It wasn't like a random photo that's just out there. I think it was for an actual photo shoot for something. Yeah, and to kind of explain, like, in terms of Freemasonry, you said Freemasonry vibes. I think that's like a something that we'll have to talk about in the futures because it's something that references a lot of conspiracies. So, yeah, it, like, things yeah. that to do with celebrities, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, when I say Freemasonry vibes, like, the people that are in the highest level of Freemasonry, like Lady Gaga, for instance, which will probably be the next episode, by the way. <laughs> um, she's seen in so many different music videos and in photos and in just videos of her that people have captured on their iPhones at random after parties where she's doing these hand symbols that are yeah. in all of the Freemasonry devil worshiping books like mm -hmm. she does them all the time and she'll in some of the videos she'll like do a certain sign to people and then they'll do a similar or different one back yeah so like literally we were watching snl the one night and you know a lot of like these like 
postures or symbols that they do. I watched like a seven hour documentary. And when you actually look through them, like there is no, it's like awkward. It's like, there's no reason for that. There's no reason for you to do that. And like, it was the Dr. Strange, what's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he comes out and does the intro, the first opening monologue, and he does it. And like awkwardly, it's like, and it's the sim like the symbol one of the freemasonry symbols yeah it's and it's during his uh monologue at the beginning of sno so when yeah. the camera's Watch solely it. focused on him he's maybe like Watch 30 it, 45 seconds in he brings his arm up and he does like the symbol with his jacket yeah and he just kind of stands there for a minute and it's very jarring if Especially for me, who like knows it, I I freaked out. Yeah, I absolutely we're like, freaked what? out. Did you just it's see that? Completely unnatural. And then he kind of goes back, and it's all out there. And that's the whole point of the Freemasonry, which I don't want to go up on a too much of a tangent yeah, about. We'll have, but, a, we'll have to talk about that separately yeah. in a, a whole different episode because we could probably make a series out of that. Yeah, because their whole thing is everything's out there in the open, and it's to kind of mock christianity and worshiping jesus it's to openly outwardly mock those people in plain sight so it's a super interesting thing that we'll talk about (laughs) in the future so avril did apparently write and record her second album before her passing if you listen to it it's pretty depressing which definitely correlates with what was happening in her life, with her grandpa dying, being hounded by the paparazzi, just feeling super alone and depressed. Apparently, Melissa lip-synced at live performances at first. In the meantime, she was being vocally trained so that she could kind of mimic Avril's style. But if you listen to anything past the second album, the vocal styling is very different on anything that's newer and even like her live performances now it's very like haha girly and has little twings on the end of every line that she says that if you listen to the first two albums it's totally different to me it's completely different and it's not just like oh i went through puberty and my voice changed like whose voice when they go through puberty goes up instead of down like nobody Also, to further drive in that point, let me finish. To further drive in that point, Britney Spears was vocally trained in the same way. If you listen to her when she's a younger child, she had a very low, bluesy, thick voice. And she sounded too much like Christina Aguilera. So to make her more commercial, they kind of forced her to train her voice to sing in that really that, high yeah mm-hmm. that kind of really girly yeah. what we all know her to be now like true pop music so you can train your voice to kind of sound yes. completely differently but it's very very hard to be exactly one for one the same as somebody else so what were you going to say yeah i mean that's my biggest question is like every musician's voice changes over the course of their career based on different paths and like sure they may have like vocal they may have surgery for polyps or something on their vocal cords or things like that have you listened to her albums from front to back all of them i've listened to the early ones from front to back and i've listened to her newest one from front to back yeah but i haven't listened she's actually had a bunch in between that i had no idea about yeah i don't think anybody has because no offense they weren't good right 
weren't good. She had Nickelback on there. Didn't help her out. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's super interesting. I, I don't know. I think if she was successful with that sound that she immediately quickly changed to, it would make sense for her to keep it. But I mean, those albums didn't go anywhere. Nobody okay, probably felt, knows that they're out. So why would you stick with that? I felt like Avril Lavigne was really popular in the early 2000s. But she then was. like, I couldn't tell you if she was even alive from like, I don't know, maybe m around the 2010 to 20, whatever. She yeah. just had some nice big hits. Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even known. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting because... It sort of makes sense with this theory, like if they're trying to train this new chick to be the new, the new Avril in some kind of way, you wouldn't want her like out in the scene, partying, getting drunk and like right. just being out because then with the TMZ era, there would be so much evidence of her not being Avril, let's say, you know, she could easily just do whatever and it would be out there. Right. Um, but also, there's another really interesting point. Fans have continued to point out for a while how her handwriting has changed very drastically. Um, it used to be sort of a scratchy half script that you would kind of assimilate to a tomboyish style artist. And now it's the big, bold sorority style lettering like i think everybody knows that yeah but this uh i it's very different it's very different that you could easily try to change yeah but like why would you your font why wasn't you? your fonts the same as it was when you were younger just more refined or i mean no but i like from 18 to 25 it hasn't changed you know yeah, what i mean yeah it, isn't that isn't such a weird thing to think about? I, I think that that's pretty weird. Like, if, if you're looking at pages of her lyrics, you would think that her trying to get down her thoughts and ideas, that she's really not thinking about her handwriting at those times, just getting her ideas out. Yeah. You know, so... This is a really random question, but have you ever been, like, writing and you see your handwriting and it reminds you, like, instantly of one of your parents' handwriting? No. Really? That happens to me all the time. It's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. Like sometimes I write more like my mom, and sometimes I write more like my dad. But I write in all caps. Yeah. So See, I've it's tried like my, to do just that. like my dad. My dad writes in all caps, and yeah. I've I've tried to do it's that because so I like it. Me. Yeah, but I'm not great at it. So. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, another note. There's this Brazilian blog that proposed that was the one that released this handwriting inconsistency. They also pointed out that in old versus newer pictures that her birthmarks are different. They're different size, they're in different places. So that's kind of interesting. Like why would that change? You know, my birthmark that I have on my left leg's been there since I was born. Yeah, birthmarks don't just move. Yeah. They don't get had grow legs and walk up your body. Thank you. Unless you were like really fat and then got really skinny and then it was really saggy yeah or if you <laughs> had some kind of lasering done or right. tattoos and the tattoos got removed like no yeah they don't just like move that stuff doesn't shape. change that's weird um the final thing there's some footage of a 2013 <laughs> performance where it looks like she's straight up wearing a mask 
like if you there's stills of some of the performances that I've seen online and it looks like a prosthetic like when she's looking up like almost like there's a division between her eyelids and where mm. her eyes are super interesting and it's prosthetics are incredible these days like yeah they're molded to your face you know it, it's been used in espionage since the 60s so think about the evolution from the 60s to now yeah you know you can buy masks that literally look like your exact face and you've seen prosthetics on stranger things on all these movies where they make somebody look completely different yeah so turn them into whatever they want that's interesting i don't know that i completely buy that that's the case that somebody's just wearing a face mask no but no. i don't think you could do that and the possibilities no. out there i don't know maybe white chicks did stay in disguise pretty well yeah and those were intentionally white chicks was intentionally made to look terrible so i know it's, it's not amazing, a good comparison though. i know i just love that movie just kind of in closing investigating on this has kind of led me to think who else could have a body double or some kind of replacement imposter mm -hmm. uh, i think the number one person that comes to mind for me is like cardi b because there's so much there's so many different videos of her out there like spazzing out wiring out and i might have to do a deep dive on this one but she'll be like in the middle of an interview conversation and her whole face wipes blank and she doesn't blink and she just stares forward and i don't know if it's her just trying to you know ramp up the subreddit categories be dramatic yeah or if it's actually her as like a robot or something mm -hmm. anyways what do you think? About which part? About the Avril theories. That's what we're here for. I have always been skeptical of this theory. And Same. to be honest with you, I'm still not like a big believer. I think that I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I was pretty skeptical of this for a long time. And what I think is funny is that people in interviews will ask her that straight up. Like, what do you think about the imposter theory, you know? And she's she's super weird about it in yeah. all the interviews. Like, she just kind of, like, anxiety laughs. Like, ha, like, it's so silly. Like, obviously, I'm not dead, so. And it's such a weird way to react. Um, not that there's a good way to react to that. Right. But I just think it's funny that people even ask her about it. Yeah. What I think that if people really want to get down to it, they should try to find this Melissa Vandela person. Yeah. If she just mysteriously picked up and walked away and she's nowhere to be found, I think that's a pretty good sign that the theory is correct. But yeah. I haven't seen any evidence of that at this point. That's the thing about social media now, too. Like, that kind of stuff is going to be more traceable because so many people are on social media so they'll have some footprint mm -hmm. some sort of stamps. digital footprint and timestamps. Yeah. and then if you just disappear and the account's gone but like somebody like paid attention enough to you to know you were a, pu a person and yeah. then found it weird so it's like i don't think it's impossible but 2003 is a weird time though i feel like it's it is. still very early days of social media not yeah. necessarily of internet but of social media it's pretty early days yeah. so there's a good chance that at least the mid, mid melissa vandela person may not have had any 
find on social media, yeah. like maybe a MySpace, yeah. which didn't really have like location trackers or anything like that. Well, and once it was gone for most of the general public, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to go find all that stuff again. Like, right. is there that footprint's probably out there somewhere, but I don't fucking know where. So. And even so, like, what could you really what find you from do? that? My top right. five friends and my favorite song. Probably not even. You, know? you probably couldn't even find it. Right. So, but I think we're, that's what makes when people talk about being like in a new phase of awakening because of the internet. Like we're sitting here discussing this, and there's we're talking about how it's more easily proven that it could be a real thing. Yeah, and everything's like that. So it's so much more information than we've ever had. It's what I think a lot of times make it makes it feel more doom and gloom than it really is. Like the day to day is still really amazing existence Mm -hmm. so what do you think about the ear theory because that's the part that really sent me over the edge and i was like okay that's pretty so that's pretty tough to change it's like oh changing your do the new ears look better than the old ears they just look different her her old ears look like your ears they're kind of dainty and they're very like smooth all the way around they have very smooth indentations and the new one they're kind of like longer and then they have like a little indent right here on the outside which i'm sorry people cannot see this but they're they are pretty jarringly different like the handwriting like just the sound of her voice her style i don't know it's weird like maybe honestly this is the other thing i've thought of that's not a theory out there but it's pretty feasible like she could have honestly just been super depressed overdose fucked her brain so much yeah that those nerve neural pathways just never reconnected so she kind of had to start over as a person yeah she pretty much had a mental breakdown how do your earlobes change from a drug overdose yeah i don't know when you have a lot of money celebrities do a lot of cosmetic surgeries what if they why would you fuck up your ears though they look better before that's what I. That's why I asked. Did they look better before or yeah. after? Because if they, they look better before, before, then why would it make? It wouldn't really make sense to get plastic surgery on them. But if you hated the the shape of them and you tried to change the shape of them, yeah, because you wouldn't put it past a celebrity to try to change anything. I know about it, themselves. Every to that's me, creepy. most things look better before. Like her hair looked better, her eyebrows looked better. Like now she just has like this weird like bleachy yellow hair. And I actually think she's wearing a wig right now on tour. But yeah, now she is a makeup artist. She always let uh, did her makeup before. I don't know. A lot of things are different. A lot of things are different. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thought. So I guess the question is: You uh, king the theory or I, sting the theory? I king it. I king theory too. The cloning theory, I think, is a little out there, but the imposter like replacement with her body double, I think it's it's pretty feasible. So you're king in that. It's a new person. Yeah. It's 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 a body double. Yep. Interesting. I haven't seen anything past that to like disprove it you know avril saying haha that's like of course i'm not melissa 
Do you think Mod's son knows? I've wondered that. But how would he know? He didn't know her before. That's what I'm saying. He only knows the new girl. Maybe yeah. like Ryan Cabrera might know. <laughs> but Find him. <laughs> Help us find him and figure out if she's a new person or not. Reach out to him. Yeah. You probably got some connections. Crystal Alley and I uh, met him one time at the Dave and Buster's. There you go. We played like um, air hockey with his friends. Yeah. I have a picture with him. It's on my Instagram. Can, nice. Can See? The connection is there. Wow. This is creepy. Mm -hmm. This is getting weirder. And also, I think it's kind of interesting that like she's now dating Mod's son who's connected to, well, like they're in the same realm as MGK. And she's on tour with them right now. On tour with them. And like the, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. There's a lot of fishy shit. Yeah. Because sometimes world. when I watch celebrities on the internet and their performances and like all the different shows they do, when you get to see them in person and you get to see them as a human and then you see them on like the TV, it like, you're like, okay, I saw them as a human. So that's like... I know this is real, what he's doing right now. Yeah, but there's an element of it that's like, oh, this part is my job. Like, going yes. on Jimmy Fallon and playing, like, toss oh. the raw egg at me while I sing Kumbaya is my job. Yeah. But, like, you know, touring probably doesn't feel as much of a job. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Because when I even, when we watched the... MGK Life in Pink when he had videos of when he was younger growing up in he's the same. Ohio. He's the same, but he's <laughs> so much different too. I mean, yeah. So, but he's still the same. He's still the same. It's you pretty see it epic. There. It's you see it epic. there. But you could also see for Avril, like for real, having like a mental breakdown and just like completely losing your marbles. Like that is a real thing mm -hmm. that happens to humans. Yeah, there's one thing that's for sure is something happened to her mentally. Whether or not she got replaced by her like body double is maybe still a question, but something definitely happened. Yeah. There is a jarring change between her first two albums and the next like two or three. And even the new one, like the new one's good but is it good because it was produced by travis barker and mod son right you exactly. know exactly it's this is why i don't king nor sting it because i could see the something happened it wasn't it as evident as somebody like britney spears it was probably more like flew yeah. under the radar than like britney britney's been a train wreck and everybody has seen it unfold so yes but britney though Britney had shit going on that we didn't know until like the past year. That's what I'm saying. Like, so something happened. Yeah. Will we ever? Will it ever become, you know, a save Britney movement? I don't know. I don't know if Avril Lavigne's fans stalk her Instagram as much as Britney's fans. Yeah, exactly. Do. That's what I'm saying. Like it just was more under the radar. So, like I could see that it could happen, but I also am still very skeptical. I don't know. I'm not really sure that it's a new person, but you make me believe or think about it, I guess. Not believe it, mm. but think about it. Yeah. She's not the same. That's for sure. 
Not that anybody's ever the same, but she's different in a way that's more than a life change or a change of scenery or even like becoming sober. You know, like there's a there's a difference between Eminem sober and not sober, right? Yeah, and the, like, his style not... and stuff is very different. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, look at Eminem. Listen to his voice when he first started and listen to his voice now. Like there's so many things that are different, but there's also so much technology that's different now as well. So, um, I don't know. The whole voice changing thing that theory i think you need to listen i think i would have to listen in order to understand yeah it's hard to just listen to what i say and take that as bible you have to go take a look at the photos take a look at like just her style from then to now it's just so different it's so different and to credit you you listen to way more music than me and have a better ear for like legit musical talent so if we're judging it based on my judgment of what she sounds like in your judgment your judgment is a lot more credible in my opinion okay (laughs) all right that's episode one in the books thanks for listening avril is dead avril's dead maybe